Welcome to episode 10 of the Sports Bible. I'm your co-host, Michael. I'm your other co-host, Jackson. Um, Happy New Year to all the people listening in. Um, Hope you had a good Christmas. I'll start off 2022 good. And what's what's not better than listening to the Sports Bible? That's right. That's right. A couple things first. Brantford, Laurier, and I'm sure all the schools around Canada and Ontario, sports have been closed down, uh, including sports. So soccer right now is on a pause until the end of January. Hopefully, by the end of January, we will be able to go back to in-person classes and sports can start back up because I know there's a lot of fourth years on this team that are looking to finish the Rory career off strong and Michael's one of them. Yeah, bro. Um, it's sad to see um, where things, you know, kind of been going, um, especially with the team, you know, finding their identity, you know, practices were getting a lot better. You know, we're spending a lot more time together. Things were coming into shape. And I feel like um, coming into the new year, we're going to start off really strong. But things kind of uh, got halted there. But, you know, it's understandable. We do hope that we um, that we have a season to play. I know there's been a lot of, you know, social media presence with the, with the elite athlete thing um, where, you know, the OUA and the OCAA, there have been a lot of discussion. So I think we'll, we'll see some, we'll, we'll hear some news in the, in the next coming weeks and uh, we'll go from there. But I do hope I can, I can play one more time before I graduate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, same thing for you, like, and all the rest of the fourth years, you know, like, this is uh, a year that, you know, it's the last year, Lori, and you want to go out and play in sports and stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm optimistic. I feel like we will have a season. Um, mm-hmm. I know the, some of the teachers that uh, they were they, during introduction classes last week, uh, a couple of teachers were optimistic of you know coming back in class, and so uh, which really like you know bump up the morale in the class. So hopefully this uh, this wave we overcome it, and uh, by the end of January we'll see some uh, practicing and playing time. So um, that's pretty much um, covers up Bradford and covers up the rest of the big news for sports. Uh, not much to talk about sports now, so we're just going to be jumping in right into the uh, NBA. I know we missed missed a couple weeks, missed the Christmas Christmas Day uh, games. Uh, you know, we missed the whole month of pretty much December of Sports Bible, so we're going to get caught back up and not much, you know, much, much stronger than talking about, you know, the biggest, I think the biggest one out of all is Clay Thompson's return to the NBA. Yesterday was Clay Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropped 17 points in 20 minutes. Uh, you know, he, he looked, he looked, he looked a bit shaky coming off. You know, after he he, uh, he had his first bucket, and I feel like he was just trying to hit that three and just forcing shots. But uh, I think he once he found his rhythm, he calmed down and became patient. And it's uh, it's good to see you know him back in the league and the Splash Brothers back in the in that Golden State color. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. Definitely. I, you could see he was, he was forcing it, but I think it's it's exactly what he needed to do. You know what I mean? Just get caught up to that game speed, 
it's been so long since he's played. So I think he was just, I don't even think it was nerves. I think he was just like, when I get the ball, I'm going to try and do something. Um, it was good to see. It is scary hours though for the rest of the NBA because <laughs> like, Clay, <laughs> like he could play t- 20 times better than the way he played. You know what I mean? So I think, I know it's one game, obviously I'm not, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but I'm just saying he did all of that at one game and he can play a lot better. And Draymond Green didn't even play, you know? So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's scary hours. It's scary hours. It is. 100%. It's, it's, you know, it's, you dropped 17 points and, you know, he, he didn't play 30 minutes, play 20. Right? Exactly. exactly. Um, and, they, and they beat a pretty good Cleveland team who was since six in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're coming off a, a win streak and, you know, that, that, that team's not, you know, they're, they're not easy to beat. You know, they're, they're young, but they have a, a lot of talent around them and they, they have the good chemistry. So to come in there and beat Cleveland, um, you know, not by much, but still beat him without Draymond, who left the game uh, due to cap tightness in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and having Clay Thompson on 20 minutes, uh, and he's, he's, he still scored the second highest points by Curry, so... Uh, like that, that duo is back. The backcourt's back. Um, and once they get Wiseman back in that center position, uh, I'd be a wrap. <laughs> I think so. I think the only threat they have in that West is, you know, I, I would say, I would say Phoenix, but yeah. uh, I, I just don't think, I mean, CP3 is a good two way, two way guard. You, you can play defense on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like you can, you can handle Curry. Uh, I just don't think. Uh, you know, Booker has that defense, defensive capability to, to stop Clay. I know Clay can because Clay's a two way forward. He's, he's mean two way guard, and they have to have five solid defenders guarding that whole Warriors team because you need someone to stop Clay, you need someone to stop Curry, you need someone to stop Draymond, and Williams, yeah. and Wiseman gets back. And it's, I feel like it's a wrap in that in that West. Um, <laughs> maybe if the Lakers can somehow get into the prime in the playoffs and maybe um but i don't see it i think that west is already locked up you know yeah after yeah after watching the lakers yesterday i was just (laughs) yikes yeah yikes yeah the grizzlies absolutely destroyed them i know in uh late game you know uh the bench unit for the lakers you know brought him back i think to a six point game we only lost by eight. We won yeah. yeah. Grizzlies were up, I think, like 22 going into the fourth. And they oh, brought yeah, it back to six. Yeah. So that, that was good to see. But um, we, you know, I just feel like the, the Lakers roster isn't constructed well. And it's we've seen enough games to where I can bash them, you know, like respectfully and disrespectfully. So I just feel like they have no LeBron is the only one who can run their offense, right? They have more shot creators this year than they did last year. Um, with Malik Monk, with Kendrick Nunn, with Carbello, with Wayne Ellington. Yeah, Wade Ellington. Uh well, I feel like Wade Ellington, he's more of like a <laughs> I know. He's just kind of sit in the corner and catching exactly. That's... But We've seen now that Westbrook, and we've seen it for years, that Westbrook can't really run a successful offense. 
You know what I mean? So I just feel like he he isn't the answer that the Lakers were looking for. They have their one-two punch, but LeBron is 37 years old. And <laughs> the whole playoffs, I just don't see how LeBron can carry these guys. I, I don't see it. I there's there's not enough there. Um and the age thing, it, it does actually matter. I know in the playoffs, you know, the veteran experience helps, but the league, the league is already young, right? And the energy of the game, the game is so fast and it suits the way these young guys are playing. So a team like the Warriors is going to, they, everything the Lakers, all the Lakers weaknesses are the Warriors strengths. So when they match up, it's just a complete disadvantage for the Lakers. And their star power is the only thing that can push them through. But, you know, in a seven-game series, I don't think it's enough for them to, to win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm not going to sit here and be biased and throw out, you know, dumb takes. And, uh, but, I, you know, I can't, I can't help but agree. They, they're struggling. Uh, even though LeBron's on the tear right now in the past couple games, hitting over 30 points plus per game in the past like 10 games. Uh, it's starting to recollect and it's, it's starting to like bring it back to when, what was it, 2017 Cavs where you carried him to the to the finals and it's it's falling, it's falling into that again where LeBron's taking, he has to take the, the reins of the offense and the defense. And with this team, you shouldn't because you think about this team, you think of the stars and the Hall of Famers on this team. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to take charge. You know, everyone should be holding their own weight. But obviously, with Westbrook in his past career and his whole career, he, he struggles with shooting. He struggles with, you know, uh, being efficient and consistent. Um, you know, AD has been struggling with injuries his whole career. Um, Melo. Melo's consistent. I think Melo's the only one can, that I can actually say he's doing what Melo does, and that's pretty much if you come off the bench and putting putting buckets in the – putting balls in the back of the net or just being efficient, like that's it. Uh, but LeBron needs help, serious help. You know, I thought <laughs> I, I thought yeah. Rustbrook was the answer. You know, having that point guard who's a true point guard, he can play on both sides of the ball. Uh, but uh, – Obviously not. He's struggling right now in the purple and gold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I mean, right now we're sitting six, but as you said, you know the league's getting younger, um, and they're they're just getting quicker. Like that yeah. Memphis, that Memphis team is crazy quick. Uh, with Jaron Jackson, John Moran, Dylan Brooks, uh, like that team is crazy. Desmond Bain, you know, you mm-hmm. having people who are quick and uh, can move move off the ball and attack the rim. Um, and, you know, we might say that, you know, oh, you know, what about Golden State? Like, it feels like Golden State's been in the league a long, like, the players have been in the league a long time. Mm. But they're really, really young. I think Clay's only, like, 28, 29. Curry's only, like, 33. Draymond's about, like, 31. Like, that team is, is – right now, though, that team is in the prime, and they've been in prime forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, Phoenix is young team, and Utah's still young, and it's – I think at the beginning of the year we said, yeah, age won't matter, but I think it's really catching up to them now and how they uh, protect the basket on the other side of the ball because I feel like they're just not 
quick enough or the quick as they should be uh, attacking the rim or uh, defending the rim. Yeah, yeah. I um, I completely agree. Um, I don't think Utah is a serious contender. <laughs> no, they're, they're never going to be. They're, yeah, they're just – I – I don't know what it is. I just feel like they they never have enough. They just never have enough. The team is good. They play good basketball. But and when the playoffs come, it just feels like Donovan Mitchell versus everyone else. Yes. They're <laughs> um, a regular season team. They're a regular yeah. season team. Yeah. Um, and it's sad. I know he signed that big deal, so he's going to be there for a while. Um, you know, there's good pieces, but I – I think they just they they need one more star. Yes, yes. Maybe superstar. Yes. Yeah, I think a superstar to play with him. Uh, maybe at that that small forward spot. Jalen oh. Brown. Ooh, oh wow, that's a good shot. That's a good shot. You know, I was a, I was playing around two K. You know, I was like, yo, <laughs> let me get, get Jalen Brown on the, uh, on the Jazz and see what happens. You know. Yeah, that's a good shot. But yeah, they need to retool. Yeah, they need to retool their roster. But but moving on to the Eastern Conference, there was also a return of Kyrie Irving. Um, he is now allowed to play in away games, which is controversial in itself. But I think NBA fans appreciate that uh, we're able to see Kyrie Irving play again. Um, the game was against Indiana. They came out with the W. Um, after an impressive Lance Stevenson first quarter, which was pretty insane. Oh, yes. 20 points yes. in the first quarter. <laughs> I love um, it. I love to see it. Yeah. I believe Kyrie dropped 22. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, he played well. Um, the bounce was still there. The shiftiness was still there. Um, you know, obviously they were still figuring things out, but, but he looked, he looked, he looked good. Um, the Nets, I feel like the Nets are kind of up in the air. I know they're still the favorites uh, by the odds and the betting and everything, but I watch a lot of Nets games because, you know, I'm a KD fan. And the offense is so – it's so stagnant to me. Like, I don't know if you see it too, but it just feels like a lot of – it's a lot of KD and Harden ISO or Harden pick and roll to Claxton or a kick out to Patty Bills for three. That's like the whole offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, feel like, I feel like that's what you're going to get with Superstar team is, you know, the ball's just going to be in the Stars' hands. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we saw it again. We saw it last year in the playoffs. Um, it didn't really work out. I mean, it worked out for the first couple teams, but once it got stuck with the, uh, the Bucks and the team actually has a really good defense and the, you know, in seven games, when you versus the same team for seven games, you know, seven straight games, you're going to figure out how to stop their offense and how to, how to read their defense. So um, I feel like there's, there's got to be different. They got to switch it up. You know, maybe when Kyrie fully gets back and he can play away games, then the offense can start clicking again. Because um, Kyrie, Kyrie can be a facilitator in the offense. He can, he can, he can run that offense easily. Mm-hmm. You know, so can Harden, but Harden's, I feel like he's still stuck in the Houston way where it was just ISO and uh, him scoring the ball. That's it. Um, I th- he's got to learn to adapt to 
being that potential third scorer on the team. Because um, some days it could be obviously KD's first scorer easily. Um, some days Kyrie could be the second, Harden's the third, or sometimes Harden's the second, Kyrie's the third. So he's got to be able to adapt to that being the third or second scorer. Um, once they figure that out, I think that team will uh, play a lot better and the favorites will be higher. But do I see him making it to the finals? I don't know. There's a lot of good East teams in there that are, uh, are starting to click. Um, you know, obviously, um, the Bucks. Um, see, I, w- I wouldn't say the Bulls, but they don't have enough playoff experience um, on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Philly's struggling right now with those Simmons. Um, Boston's struggling. You know, Miami's looking all right. Indiana's struggling. Uh, the Hawks and you know the East is just <laughs> is it, it's, it's I don't know it's downhill. Um, yeah, I I think I th- I think it's just between the Bucks and the Nets realistically. Yeah, just because of how strong the rosters are. Um, Philly with no Ben Simmons, you know, no. <laughs> Uh, unless a major trade happens for the Eastern Conference, I think, yeah, the Bucks and the Nets will be top two. If Kyrie, if things stay the same and Kyrie's only playing in away games, um, it's just a very weird dynamic to, to kind of strategize for or even use for the Brooklyn Nets because, you know, roles are different, rotations are different. So it's kind of hard to it's it's hard to game plan for for both sides. So it'll be interesting to see, but just the way the offense is run, it's it's just not smooth. You know what I mean? Um, compared to like a Golden State, where it's all ball movement, you know, player movement. Um, Curry's obviously the the focal point, but because he's able to play off the ball as well, it makes it so much easier for the other guys to get shots and stuff like that. But with Brooklyn, there's so much, you know, stagnancy with their offense. So I feel like in the playoffs, like you said last year, it just becomes kind of easier to game plan for. You know, you know, Katie's going to get the ball most of the time and, you know, Hart is going to get the ball most of the time. So you just know you can load up on them and et cetera. So they they need to tweak their offense a little bit because the star power can't win you a game every single game all the way to the finals, right? So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I don't, this, the East, um, I think it was, they, uh, I was watching the game yesterday, like the uh, Golden State was Cleveland and they showed the standings for the East, I think, mm-hmm. or something else. And uh, I was looking at the, uh, you know, play-ins from seven to 10, you know, if you're 10th, there's still a chance to be playoffs. I was looking at, I was looking at the whole – they showed the whole standings, and every single team still has a shot to uh, make that playoffs. Or, or was it the West? No, sorry, it was the West. The West. Um, 
The East, I think, I don't know. It's just shambles in there. Uh, the West, <laughs> every single team still has a chance to make that 10th spot. And it was crazy to me to think that, you know, um, you know, San Antonio was holding on to that 10th spot at 15 and 25 or something. Yeah. <laughs> and the the 15th place in the West was like 13 and something. And I was like, they're only two games back and they're sitting last in the West. And it's, it's it to me, it defeats the whole point of making the playoffs. Like it's crazy to think a team that's almost 10 games below 500 mm. has a chance to claim that eighth or seventh spot in the, in the playoffs. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah I do. Do do I like the play in tournament? Yeah. It's, it adds that extra bit of competition and excitement, but at the same time, like it's, you're giving teams that, you know, shouldn't have not made the playoffs, um, make the playoffs. And teams that who are sitting seven and eighth, who were, who were supposed to be in the playoffs, have to still have a chance not to make it. Like Golden State last year was sitting in the eighth spot and they lost the, the Memphis, who was like 10th or 9th. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they won the play-in. Um, to me, it was just like, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Like, Memphis should not be, shouldn't even be here. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I mean, the playing tournament, we, I think we discussed it last time, like a couple episodes ago, are, um, and like, hopefully it, it doesn't last too long to me. Like, if, if it, I just feel like teams who deserve to make the playoffs, um, you know, deserve to make the playoffs. If you finish eighth or seventh, like you deserve to make the playoffs no matter what. You know, yeah. you're ninth or tenth, sorry to say, but you know, play better. That's simple. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was, it was, I was, I was just like, it's crazy how you're dead last in your, in your conference and you have, you know, only two games back of potentially make the playoffs. It's, it was crazy to, to look at that standing and be like, wow, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I, I saw it. Yeah. I saw it this morning. How, uh, because, the ninth seed is the Clippers, who are 20 and 21. But San Antonio are 10th, and they're 15 and 24. So yeah. it, doesn't really make, it doesn't really make sense, but they're still in contention to be in the playing game. But the drop-off is so big. Um, yeah, it's, it's true. Um, it's, not, it's not really, like, practical. <laughs> um, but I guess that's just how, that's just how like, it, that's just how it goes. Um, uh, record-wise, so I uh, I I get it, but it it just it doesn't look right. It it definitely doesn't look right to the eye. No, uh, it doesn't. No. Yeah. Like Houston's last right now, eleven and twenty-nine. They're only four games back of the tenth spot. Yeah. And then if you look and you go over to the East, I'm looking at it right now. Tenth is Knicks at nineteen twenty, and then you have fifteenth at seven and thirty-two. Mm-hmm. Magic, like. Okay, yeah, yeah, think that makes sense, you know. Um, if you're really thinking about it, like if if I'm looking at the eight seed right now in the in the East, like Hornets, the 2019, 2019, uh, the only teams that right now have pretty much a shot of catching them are teams from nine to thirteen. That's pretty much it. Maybe you can see even nine to twelve. Right. And then in the E, and then the the West, it's. The, the Wolves and Clippers are tied at 19 and 20. The Clippers hold that eight spot. 
and you're looking at teams who can catch them, maybe eight, maybe 10 to, I don't even know, <laughs> 12 maybe, like 10 to 13. Yeah. To me, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just weird to see like a 10th a tenth seed making the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's definitely going to move around a lot. Um you know, we're in January now, so yeah, we'll move around a lot between, I think, now until All-Star break. Things will start defining themselves after All-Star break, so we'll have, like, a clearer, you know, indication of what's really going on. Um, the East looks more competitive, I'll say, but the latter of the uh, Western Conference is definitely, um, it's weird. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't look right to the eye. No. It doesn't look right today. But but speaking of all-star break, um we wanted to uh present our top five or our starting five for the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. I'm gonna ask you your starting lineup for the Eastern Conference for your all-stars this year. All right, so I was I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, okay, I need to, I need to have a, a list. My my start starting five already. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was like I was stuck on a couple of positions here, but uh, obviously you know KD's gonna be the starting small forward. Simple, of course, of course. Uh, you got Giannis, Giannis playing that power forward position, of course. <laughs> you got Embiid playing that center position. Yes. Uh, you got the Rosen playing the shooting guard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, see the point guard position <laughs> had me had me, had me kind of tough here because, um. You know, Trey Young is playing yeah, well. Yeah, fair, um, fair, fair. But then Harden can Harden can also play point guard. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I was I was kind of stuck between the two. It was like, is it like you know Young Young's playing well in the Hawks, like you know, but you know Harden's been out out with some injury and COVID and same with Trey Young. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of who's you know point guards in the East that really stood out to me. You're forgetting one, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. Hold on, I am forgetting one. You know, like I'm trying to think. Kyrie, you can't say Kyrie because he hasn't played enough. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm forgetting one. I'm trying to think of the team here. I'm trying to think of a team. Uh, my goodness, I gotta look at Sandy's real quick because Dan he didn't do his research. He didn't do his research. <laughs> nah, if, if, if I if I see the team, then then I'll know. You know, I, I you know I wanted to put Trey. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But you see, forgetting one, so now I gotta look. Okay, nah, it's the Hawks, the Hawks sitting 12th right now. I can't wait, like, you know, like Larry, no. Okay, I'm gonna spoil it for you, all right? So, so, so I agree uh, with as, your. As, if I think it's the first I think it is, <laughs> say it. So, say it. So I agree with your your four players, right? Your KD, okay. your Giannis, DeRozan, Embiid. That's perfect. So I think we can we can admit that Levine will be on the bench. Obviously, yes. We can admit. Yeah, we can admit that um, Harden will probably be on the bench. Okay. Um. I think Tatum, it's between Tatum will be on the bench. Tatum, yep. Lonzo will probably be on the bench. 
Lonzo, I, pff, I don't oh, think Lonzo, I, Lonzo's not even making it. Maybe LaMelo, but maybe LaMelo. Sorry, maybe LaMelo. Maybe LaMelo. I think it's between Trey Young and uh, Trey Young, Trey Young and Van Vliet. Oh, Van Vliet, because what about Van Garland? Vliet? What if Darius Garland? Garland can maybe make the bench, he could maybe make the bench. Actually, no, he's not making the bench. Because <laughs> guards will be Harden, Levine, um, Trey, or Van Vliet. And they'll have one more guard spot. Bradley Beal? Nah. No? Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, we're forgetting someone. But the reason why I say Van Vliet... Um, You've probably seen his tear. So right now the Raptors are on a six-game winning streak. Yep. And uh, Van Vliet has dropped 30 points plus in um, five of those games. Sorry, four of those games. Um, he's playing He's playing amazing right now. There was a triple-double in there. I don't know if you've seen the games, but it's just like he's just yeah, yeah. willing – you know, he's just willing them to win. Yeah, he is. Um, he's our main scorer. <laughs> he's our best scorer. Um, and it's he's doing it on very efficient splits. Um, but I feel like because the NBA hates Toronto, <laughs> that he won't start. No, I feel like I feel like it's Trey. I feel like they're gonna give it the Trey. Yeah, and but if he doesn't even make the All Star team. Which he really should, but let's be realistic. He should, he should, he should. If he doesn't make the All-Star team, then the All-Star team should be boycotted, I think, because <laughs> he's playing better than 60% of the guards in the league yeah. right now. Yeah. Maybe even more, probably even more, right? Yeah, so he is, has yeah. to at least make the All-Star team. But I think because of politics, they're going to start Trey Young. <laughs> I don't know, you know, Trey is averaging about like 28 right now, you know, and I mean, yeah, the, the team is sitting 12th right now, and, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of the Hawks team were bit by that COVID. But think about it, but think about it, record should matter, right? Because if we remember a few years ago when Bradley Beal was averaging what, like 33? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't make it, which is stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, the also, it's, I hate the fan votes, that, that, I, I hate the fan votes. Yeah, because um, yeah. I'm sorry to say, you know, Clay Thompson should not be in the All Star. No, he's sitting fourth right now in voting in the West <laughs> for guards. For guards, he's sitting yeah. fourth. Um, I don't know if Kyrie's in there. Maybe not. I don't think Kyrie's even in the voting. Um, uh, I'm like, come on, guys, really? Like, you're gonna make Clay Thompson make? He's played one game. Yeah, like I, the fan votes are ridiculous, but. Um, I feel that guard position for the for the East is still up for grabs. I don't think there's a, a certain amount, like a certain person who's going to fit it in. Um, I feel like they're going to go with Trey Young. Um, that's just me. Maybe the you know they could go Van Bleet. Uh, you know Toronto, maybe Canada will rally behind and put him in there. Um, but uh, you think about you think about like the. Guards you could play. I think the only three players that might fill in that point guard position are Harden, Young, or Van Vliet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then the, uh, the other two, whoever don't get selected, should be on the bench. Yeah, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Yeah. Uh, okay, now what's your West? 
You asked me East, Alaska West. So West center, we're gonna go Jokic. Okay, I can agree with that one. Small forward, you go LeBron. Yep. Yep. Point guard Curry. Yep. Shooting guard. This was tough. Uh, this was tough again. Who do you go? You got a you lot go, of good shooting guards. Do you go Booker? Do you go? Uh, shooting guard is tough. It's they, hard. They <laughs> there's there's a lot of guards who. Oh, there's Jaw too. Ooh. Yeah, but Jaw plays <laughs> point, and there's you also got Luca. Oh wow! No, you're <laughs> yeah, gonna have so... to move. You're gonna have to move Curry to the shooting guard. Okay, and put jaw? like Jaw and Doncic. No, you, okay. What's crazy about Jaw? It's gonna remember Jaw. Jaw got injured, <laughs> and he's still putting up numbers. Too. And he's still putting up numbers. <laughs> Doncic only had like the COVID thing where he missed a few a bit of time, but no, nah, Jaw has to start. <laughs> I think Jaw has to start. Yeah, he, I, he, he, he should sir. He should. I think you could put Jaw Curry, LeBron. No, 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 no. He's yeah, no? not Donovan. Uh, nah, he, he him and Doncic could hug the bench. <laughs> All right, power forward. Uh, uh power forward, power forward. Hmm. Ah. Uh, West is West is tough. West is a lot of stars. West is tough. Hmm. I'm wondering. Do you think they do something like they put Jokic at the four, and they'll play like Gobert at the five, or does that make any sense? <laughs> they could, or or you could potentially move LeBron to the power forward, right? And you can add another small forward in there. Yeah, if you wanted to. Um, which small forward though? Because I'm thinking, you like Wiggins a Wiggins. Or... <sighs> yeah, but do, I don't know. If Wiggins is. I don't think he should start. He should be he on the bench. Position. But I don't yeah. think he should start. Oh, actually, never mind. I know what they're gonna do. They're gonna start Draymond. They're gonna make okay. Draymond start. Yeah. Okay. Draymond will play power forward. Okay, so we're gonna go Jaw, Curry. LeBron, Draymond, Jokic. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do that. How about you? Um, you see, like, mine's similar. Um, I was thinking about like, I was like, okay, like, I I have to have Jaw in the starting lineup. Has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, you you, you can have two point guards just move switching around a lot in the game, like Jaw and Curry. Um, so those, those are my guards, um, small forward, you know, I, you know, I want to keep Braun a small forward mm-hmm. and I want to have, I want to have a yokage in that, uh, center position easily. Um, uh, see the power forward, you know, like, I know Draymond's playing a hell of a season. He's up for defense play of the year. Um, but does he deserve that certain position? Mm. 
Because I feel like I feel I feel like definitely Curry. Like Curry is like that team. Curry's Curry's making making the wins. Um, but is there another power forward that can fill that role? You know, Davis hasn't played enough. Anthony Davis hasn't played enough to no, get that, no. get, get in that spot. Um, He's the obvious answer. It'd be AD, and then yeah, the Okich. Yeah, spot. unless you move Braun into the power forward and you put Paul George in a small forward position. Is Paul George, Paul George is out, right? He's been out for a while, or is it just COVID? I, uh, I don't know if it's. I know Kawhi's out. I know that Kawhi's going to be out for like majority of the season. I feel like I haven't seen Paul George play in a very long time. George, 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 he started off. Yeah. Very well. Uh, he's out right now, yes. He's, oh, he tore, he tore his ligament. Ooh. Okay, yes, I don't know. Okay, so scratch. <laughs> if he was if he was healthy, then yes, I'd, yes. I'd, I'd put George in there. Yeah. See, yeah, I might have to go. I might I might have to just go with, uh, with Draymond then. But this is like, I just feel I feel I feel like I miss like you know it's gonna be like so many good players like you get Luca you got Chris Paul Booker and you have Wiggins and I feel like those are all gonna be on the bench but yeah 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 um but the certainties as long as we have the certainties starting like then I'm happy you know uh, yeah but yeah and so they might even do. They might even do the captains thing again, right? So yeah, oh yeah, they, they definitely will. It's gonna be, I think it's gonna be Curry and Durant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if it's, if it's like, you know what if we can do? What's up? We we have our starting, we have our starting people. Mm-hmm. You be Durant, I'll be Curry, and we'll pick. When the time comes, yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Um, like, because let's just say Curry. I feel like Curry and Durant are captains. No, oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Curry, Curry's definitely gonna, gonna pick Draymond unless Durant. Snakes <laughs> him. Um, but you know, I feel like I don't know. I feel like Curry really liked playing with LeBron. I was gonna say, I feel like whoever has first pick is gonna pick LeBron. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I feel like he's gonna go Braun first to Curry if he gets first pick. And then Durant loves playing against KD, mean Giannis. So I feel like he's going to have Giannis on his own team. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. those two praise each other every time they verse in the East. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be Curry, LeBron, Vince, KD, Giannis. Uh, and then, I don't from know. From there. Yeah, from there, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll from the time on, like, we don't know <laughs> who the stars are going to be. I mean, exactly. we, have good, we have a pretty good idea that, you know, who the stars are going to be? You know, DeRozan mm-hmm. should be a starter this year. If he's not a starter, he has to has to be has to be. Uh, he's lead, he's leading the Bulls team. The first right now in the in the, and he's up. He's top ten um, MVP race right now. He should yeah. be top five, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, right now I think Curry still not holding up his position, but I feel like he, he struggled a bit past couple of games. Shooting horribly and putting up like nine points, 14 points. Yeah, um, yeah. He bounced back yesterday, but yeah, yeah he was going through his, his worst stretch. Yeah, and it wasn't even a stretch, it was like it was like three or four games, but yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Though that stretch of three or four games definitely he has he's fell off that top five. And I feel like the Rosen sneaks in there, or even Ja, to be honest. 
Draw, yeah, I agree. Um, but right now they have Giannis, Giannis leading it, and then the Rams behind him. Yeah. Um, uh, I forget you said third. You know, LeBron keeping being in the top five now after what he's been doing. I mean, yeah, like he's there said six, but he's still averaging. He's twenty eight. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like at his age, what he's doing. LeBron, man. LeBron is averaging 28, well, 29, 7, and 6. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, Jeez. Yeah, he, he asked me in the conversation. Uh, I know Embiid's yeah. in the conversation. Yeah, you can put Jokic there again. Yep. Uh, I don't know. This I feel like this year's going to be tough race for MVP. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Giannis should be first at all, <laughs> to no. be honest. Um, I I don't really see why he's first. Uh, I know, obviously, like, I realistically think it's between Durant, Curry, and Jaw. Okay. Um, but I feel like we could save that chat for another episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, after All-Star break, we'll... Yeah. We'll talk. Because um, All-Star break, I feel th- this is going to be good. Um, you know... Clay, I don't think Clay's gonna make the team. He's you he shouldn't make the team. No, uh, yeah. I feel like he's gonna be in one of those competitions, three point or skills. he could be. If he goes crazy this month, they'll probably throw him in. Oh, 100 percent Yeah, yeah. They, they have to. They have to. Um, just for nostalgia. Yeah, and just to get more views. Like mm-hmm. they have to. Um I think that was a lot of covering basketball. Um, yeah. We'll hop over right now to I just want to give a round of applause. Arsenal in the month of December. <laughs> Crazy month of December. Um, we have two players up for nominees for play of the month. Uh, Martinelli and Odegaard. And Arteta is up for the coach of the month. Um, he sh- I feel like Arteta- I- any Arsenal should win anything in the month of December. Um, Arteta should win coach. I want to give it the player of the month to Martinelli. Uh, even though Odegaard played very very well in the December. Uh, Martinelli uh, gave us uh, goals when we needed goals, and mm-hmm. I feel like he's. I feel like we figured out. You know, now we can sell a bombing. We don't have to replace him. You know, Martinelli mm-hmm. is, our, is our replacement. Now mm-hmm. we can use that money to uh, spend on a midfielder, a CDM, or center back, or something. I agree. Um, I think the whole Uber scandal was kind of a blessing in disguise. Yes, um, for the team, showing like where we can go with what we have, and then like, what we need to add, like you just said. Um, I still think there's some glaring problems. There's not too many, but they are glaring enough that we have to mention. The first being Granite Xhaka. Get him out of here. He needs to go. He won't because Arteta loves him, but he cannot be your starting midfielder. Arsenal will never progress if Granit Xhaka is our starting midfielder. That that's my opinion. We're so close to going to that like next level. We're still obviously levels off from the Man Cities, but we're definitely on the right di- direction. But with Xhaka in that team, we will not prosper <laughs> because he's made too many mistakes. He's he's not disciplined enough. The red cards coming at the worst times. Like he's just the tackles causing penalties. He's just, yeah, he's a hothead. He's not stable enough. So there's that. 
and then we also need cover for for party so i think we need to and we're, we're probably going to sell um um on any and then we have no we have three midfielders we'll have um party jacka and lokonga and lokonga is still so young so we're definitely going to need some reinforcements there and then right back tomiyasu has been a gem an absolute <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love him. I love him. I love him. This guy is he can defend, he can attack with Zaka. Um, they've got a really good partnership. He's solid. He never he's never too wild, you know what I mean? He's just very composed. And he's played enough game against good players to where I can say, you know, that he's solid. So, but if he goes down, we're screwed. So <laughs> we're gonna need a replacement for him, like a backup for him. We're definitely gonna need a backup for him. And then moving to the striker situation, um, I think we should go broke for a striker that could be at the club for like a 10 years. Because you've recognized how like we, we sign players a little, uh, we sign strikers a little late. I feel like we signed Lacazette like two years late. We kind of signed yeah. Uba two years late. Um, so kind of the, it subtracts from how long we need to have these players to, to take us to the next level. So I really like the whole Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, but we could even try Saka, Odegaard, Smith, Rowe, and then you put Martinelli up front. I want to I want to see that combination to see how it works. But it's also good to have options as well because Odegaard won't start every game. You can switch him out with Smith, Rowe. You know what I mean? So that's their competition between them, and that's what it should be like. But if we can sign a solid strike, a striker like uh, Vlahovic or Isak. I'm praying yeah. for Haaland, but it won't happen. But yeah. <laughs> that, because all those guys are so young, that could carry us for that next, you know, eight to 10 years. That's what I think we need. We, I don't want to get a 28-year-old striker. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want that. I want someone who's, who's young but established that can help grow with this team, like, like Saka Odegaard, Martinelli, you know, Tierney, Tomiyasu, Gabriel, Ben White, like Rams, Ramsdale, you see, like we have so many players that are going to grow uh, within the team. If we could just add a striker on top of that and get rid of Shaka, I think we'll be neat. We'll be neat. Yeah, I was just literally just looking up transfer news uh, for Arsenal when you were talking about it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Vlaovic or whatever, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, he's 21. He's, yeah. he's, you know, he's young. Um, and I know we are strongly linked with uh, Isak, uh, but so are Newcastle. Newcastle trying to come in here and sweep that. Um, you know, getting getting those, I feel like I, I want Isak more than I want uh, Vlahovic or whatever. Vlasovic, Definitely. Whatever his name is. Definitely. Um, you know, he's, I don't think, what is he, like 6'4 six, six, or something? Um, I feel like he's going to be that guy we can, in the box, you know, just a better version of Olivier Giroud, you know, just guy who can get get, get his head in the ball, um, back of the net if you need to when the ball's in the air. Uh, but he also he showed in the Euros um, what he could do with his ball control. Um, he had a beautiful goal for Sweden against someone, um, and uh, he performed well in the in the Euros. He's performing well in the uh, La Liga, so. <laughs> Definitely him. I, I would love to have him in, in the club. You know, 
you know, have that switch around with uh, Martinelli and, you know, lack it if we, if we do keep Lacazette, which I don't think we will, but if we do, uh, we got the veterancy who can uh, teach these young players. You know, I think Martinelli's been under the wing of Lacazette and Aubameyang long enough. Now he's shown what he's capable of. He's got the speed. He's got the, he's got everything else. Uh, just having the other striker once we sell a bombing, but we need to sell a bombing first to even get any of these players. That's when we first target. Our first move is in the next trench window is a bombing has to go. Um, sell them for anywhere between like 50 to 60 mil, maybe not even that. Uh, just get them out of there, have the money to sign. Cause I think uh, Vlasovic, we're looking at 17 mil. I think that was her bid uh, for uh, Florentina. Um, we get him or we get Isak, hopefully Isak though. Um, then a striker's set. I do agree with Jaka. He needs to go. Um, Party, he's, he's had on and off games. He's not really consistent right now. I feel like he needs yeah. to find his form. Xhaka, I've been saying it forever. He, I don't like him. He has to go. Uh, he's like he's like a Sergio Ramos in the midfield. Um, he's he's gotta go. Um, defense, uh, I'm surprisingly happy with. I do like our fullbacks. You know, Tierney, uh, Tommy Hasu, uh, Nuno Tavares. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm happy with those guys. You know, we just loaned out Maitland Niles to Roma mm-hmm. for six for six months, I think. Um, ben White starting to come in the form. Gabriel has. Has had some shaky games, but more better games than shaky games. Um, goalkeeper, we don't really have to discuss. Ramsdale is our keeper for the future. Um, we have to really don't have to worry about that. Uh, I feel like it's time to let go of uh, Enketia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, like, you know, I, I do like him, but I think it's time to let go of Enketia. And all those young players we've had in the club for years, like Reese Nelson, um, you know, we just let go of Joe Willock finally mm-hmm. to the Newcastle. Um, start to sell those players, you know, they're not seeing time. So, and Ketia, I'll be happy to let him go. Um, Reese Nelson, let him go. Maitland Niles, let him go. Um, if we do get back, you know, Cedric Soares, we can let him go. Um, Bellerin, sell him. Um, but yeah, you know, other than that, though, we've been looking good. You know, disappointing loss against Man City though in December, uh, which which was tough. You know, two one defeat, um, and then we took a loss against Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup. I don't want don't that one kind of stung a bit. Disappointing, but yeah, very disappointing. Very uh, disappointing. Especially especially with the players we had. You know, I get we had you know our reserves and our substitutions playing, but we also had our starters players playing as well. You know, Artigo was playing, Lacazette was playing. Um, we had a couple, I think Saka came into the game. Um, so, uh, in disappointing loss against Nottingham Forest, but um, as long as we still get into the Champions League or Europa League, I'm happy. Don't really care. More Champions League than Europa League. Um, but I feel like if you do make the Champions League, um, we have to get some, some big, some big player in the club because I don't feel this team has is Champions League ready. 
I don't oh, know if definitely ever... not. Okay. I don't know yeah. if you have a different, but at this team, I don't think it's Champions League ready. I, I think if we if we get Champions League, he's going to have to add a lot more um, because the Champions League, you need a bench. You need a, you need a strong bench. You know what I mean? Um, some teams have like two teams. You know what I mean? Uh, how City and Liverpool could kind of rotate. Uh, just because their bench is so strong, but Chelsea too. Um, well, it's a good thing to have options. There's nothing wrong with having options. Um, I felt like at Arsenal for so long, we've just had like a starting lineup and two good players off the bench or one good player off the bench, and that, that's all we have. But because our team is younger, I think it invites more competition. So it makes it easier to kind of have like a bigger squad and people are fighting for positions. So it's looking good. The month of December was very good to us. Um, you know, it was tough to lose to, to City. Um, I felt like we played amazing, but it just showed it just showed how far um, how far we uh, we've come. Because I actually thought we were gonna get like destroyed. I thought we were gonna get <laughs> I thought we were gonna get ripped to shreds. But it it was it was promising. We got we got a game on Thursday against Liverpool. I I don't know what to expect. I I don't know what to expect. At least you have two legs. That's all that matters. We have two <laughs> legs with Liverpool, so like it's it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. You know, I did predict us to win against Man City. Uh, I think in episode eight or nine. Yep. Uh, predicted a predicted a three 0 <laughs> Went over Man City. Uh, you know, I would have been happy with a tie. Yeah. Go um, fortunately, um, we had we had let one in the ninetieth minute. Um, Liverpool. I'll, I'll make a I'll make a prediction here. Um, it's gonna be three two game Arsenal. First aggregate. Um. And then the second aggregate, we're gonna tie. We're gonna to go to shootouts. So I'm gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. And then we're gonna go uh, on to the finals against Chelsea. I'd lose. <laughs> no, no. And at the end, at two aggregates, it's gonna be six nil. <laughs> <laughs> that was too accurate. That was too accurate. Um, I, just, I, just, I just want silverware. I just want some sort of silverware. Before the season, uh, before the end of January, that's all I want. Yeah, I mean, realistically, if so, now that we're out of the FA Cup, right? If I don't, want, yeah, that's whatever. We have the Carabao Cup and the league. If Liverpool knock us out, just say if we have to make top four. Yes, because like there's no excuse. <laughs> there is no like we have to make top four. I think it's yes. I think it's solidified that we'll make Europe, but we have to make top four because then we just focus on the league. Teams are gonna be tired. We should be fresh and ready to go every single game. So but obviously if we get you know the Carabao Cup and the league, then that I mean and top four, sorry, that's a very successful season for Arteta. Um I I I would be pleased with that. Um but we'll see. If he just wins the Carabao Cup and we finish fifth, 
Is that is that acceptable for you? I mean, like, I'll take it. Uh, I won't. I won't be like you know, please, but I also won't be disappointed. You know, like, at least we we have um, some silverware at least. Um, and we also have a shot to you know. And now we're gonna get back into the big tournament. I feel like this team um, is definitely if we do make Europa, this team is definitely Europa Europa League ready. I feel like this team, you know, we we had a lot of experience with the Europa League with this team before, or, or as core players of this league of this team. So I think we're definitely Europa League ready. Um, if you if you make top four, I'm I'll be ecstatic. Uh, so. Um, but we, we just need the uh, – if we, we just need a, a person or not a player that can come in and solidify us as a Champions League team ready. Because um, as you said, like, a lot of these teams have uh, substitutions. And our only – our best substitution right now is Smith Rowe. Like, you use your super sub. Uh, right. And uh, – we have a lot of subs, but we, we we don't have developed enough. We haven't we don't have enough developed players coming off the bench. Um, we, as you said, we have a lot of, a lot of young people, so we need developed, experienced players coming off the bench uh, to help us out. But uh, you know, I, I won't be mad, but also won't be happy if we win the Carabao Cup and get Europa League, because I feel like the team we can run through Europa League. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, yeah, that you put it the best way there. So I have nothing to add to that statement. We are, you know, on the finishing end of the podcast for this episode. Um, do you have any final question? You know, I see, I, I was thinking about the final question to, to pick, you know, do our all-star teams, but we already really ran through that. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I, I got nothing. You know, I feel like we're we're scratching over the hour because uh, I think we started like a, a ten fifty six, ten fifty seven, or or we maybe just be at an hour now. So. Um, and final question, uh, yeah, I got nothing here for this one, for this episode, you know, uh, just because I feel like we we had so much of catching up to do. Uh, we talked a lot about basketball and soccer, so. Yeah. I yeah, think, I think that's. Yeah, I think I think I think we save it in the next episode just because this episode is just kind of catching up over the last month we missed. Mm-hmm. Just getting everything back into. Uh, uh, what is it called? It's back in order, so back in the flow. Yes, sir. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. All right, I think that's it. Episode ten in the books. Uh, we'll see you for episode eleven next week, next yes, uh, Tuesday, two p.m. Tune in. Um, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll definitely talk about the Arsenal game. Definitely. That's Thursday. Um. <laughs> And then we'll uh, I'll come back and my, my my prediction will be will be correct. We'll, we'll it will be three two. Um, <laughs> so uh, and uh, the Lakers will jump into the top three. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's dreaming. <laughs>
Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. All right, take it easy. Yes, sir.